Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, the House plans to pass the roughly $2 trillion so-called COVID relief bill tomorrow, Tuesday. And I just cannot get my mind around $30 trillion debt. I can't get my mind around this endless money printing. I just don't understand the goal. I feel like they are literally trying to collapse our system. They call some libertarians collapsitarians. I think Pete Q calls, uh, I, I think I heard him call it tankies, like you want to tank the system, which I think is very funny. But I feel like who, who's really trying to tank the system? And when I see the accusation of a goal or fear coming from both sides, Whatever the real Hegelian dialectic is, I don't know. But I look at that as when both sides are kind of after the same thing or accused of wanting the same thing, you're going to get that thing. Like, I am still worried that the Simpsons foreshadowing of Trump busting our country, making it go bankrupt, is yet to come to pass. It could very well. The Simpsons have an interesting history of predictions, that's for sure. Another thing that I noticed with the passing of this bill is a disturbing trend. And that trend is that every time a bill passes the Senate by one or two votes, we are going to see trending at the top of social media. Stacey Abrams single handedly got blank bill passed. That is, of course, if it favors the Democrats or if it's uh, something that we are told favors the Democrats. And that happened yesterday. Top of the trends on Twitter. Everybody praising her for what she's done to, to flip Georgia. She should also be held responsible for all the bad things that they do and all the bad things Biden does, too, if she's going to constantly be given given credit for making him president and for flipping the Senate. That's a great point. And also, I wonder if over time, remember when Ron Paul won Iowa, they didn't reveal it until June. Ron Paul won Iowa. People don't realize that. Officially, Ron Paul is in the books as having won Iowa, but it was long after it wouldn't make any difference. So it is possible that our friend Garland is going to get it in the books that there was some serious funny business in Georgia. And I wonder if anyone would dare to brush Stacey Abrams with that brush or if they would care at all. Maybe that would make her more of a hero that she got it done like Nancy Pelosi with Obamacare jamming it down people's throats. That is an angle they could take. And the way culture has been shifting, where getting people okay with using propaganda and stuff, I could totally see, well, Stacey Abrams tricked the guys, the bad guys with their own tricks. Therefore, she's a hero. And you have to do it that way because that's the way it works now. And yeah. it's might makes right or whatever. It just really just it, 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 we are going through a, a transformation of morality where facts are facts, but truth yeah. is truth. That kind of thing. That's a good term there. Transformation of morality. That's exactly yes. what it is. Yes. So the jury selection was supposed to be today in the Derek Chauvin trial. Derek Chauvin, the police officer being accused of killing George Floyd, charged with the murder of George Floyd. But the 
Jury selection is going to be put off until at least tomorrow because the defense attorney said that they intend to get the Supreme Court to appeal the court's decision on the third degree charge. The third degree charge would be a lesser charge. I can tell you exactly the difference in the third degree and the second degree charge. The second degree charge is causes the death of a human being without intent to affect the death of any person while committing or attempting to commit a felony offense. And the maximum potential is 40 years in prison there. Third degree is without intent to affect the death of any person causes the death of another person by perpetrating an act imminently dangerous to others and invincing a depraved mind without regard for human life in a maximum of 25 years. That sounds exactly what he did. Yes, that's the one that they want to get in. Is Doesn't that sound like it's, or my it? It sounds a lot more. I don't think they can get him on the second degree. I think the right. third degree. Right, so actually by, I, it seems stupid that defense, the defense is, wants to put that in. Because if, I don't think that, that the jury would think of a lesser charge. They might have to ask for it. But when you give it to them, then they're, they're if you make it too hard, they won't convict. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a classic. I think the argument might be, well, we're going to bring this one back in because we don't want them to convict on this other one. So maybe they think they they can't. He might get convicted. So they don't want him to get 40 years instead of 25. But the most interesting thing that came out of this to me was they started the 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 court TV live stream today. So you could actually see in the courtroom, you could see Derek Chauvin there and everybody else. And. Court TV pointed out, and I found it very interesting, that Derek Chauvin had on a big black mask, and you can hardly see his face. So you can't see the way he reacts, and oftentimes people are condemned by the way they react to certain things during a a trial, especially a televised trial. I'm wondering if he's going to continue having a mask on, or if they're going to look at it and say, well, here's the optics of this. Part of the point of this is to potentially demonize him or to have that PR effect on the public. Let's remove all masks from the trial. And perhaps the CDC order, not to, not to jump ahead, that came down today saying people could gather indoors without masks will lead to them not wearing masks indoors at the courthouse, which will, I think, by removing the mask, create more in, more division. I think there's a, po- a possibility of that. Yeah, they, there could be something coming out of that. I also just double checked to make sure it, it really looked like him because yeah. the mask is a great way to maybe I always thought Jahar Sarnayev wasn't really at his own trial. Yeah. And other people said it didn't look like him. But when I looked at the pictures, it looked like Derek Chauvin was the guy there. Uh, yeah, but maybe the mask will play in. Yeah. The other interesting part of this is that. The lawyers on court TV were talking about how the lawyers in the trial are going to be cross-checking the jurors' answers during the jury selection with the jurors' social media profiles to see if they're telling the truth. Now, that's interesting. It's interesting on a couple of levels. I would say, for one thing, are they going to stop at simply verifying? Yeah. I don't know. And now, a lot of people don't want to sit on juries. People avoid... uh, being on a jury and if you have something you don't want them to see you're even more likely however that will also be a self-selection group 
of people, they're more likely than to have people um, show up for jury selection or be chosen for jury selection who are total conformists, because if they're going to eliminate them for a variety of reasons, or if you chill yourself and are like avoiding it like the plague, because you don't want them to know that you have posted anti-government sentiment, then you're going to have a jury pool that's already skewed towards the government. Yeah, absolutely. I can already see a question of why did uh, juror number whatever get uh, disregarded or not picked? Well, because we found a a racist post or something on social media profile. And then that person, maybe their name gets leaked and they're demonized and their life is made a lot harder simply for being in a jury selection pool. And then speaking of the CDC, the CDC has released new guidelines today saying that fully vaccinated people can visit with other fully vaccinated people in small gatherings indoors without wearing mask or physical distancing. And the CDC defines people who are fully vaccinated as those who have gotten their final vaccine dose at least two weeks ago. All right. Well, I've got a a few items on the vaccine front and the social distancing, all that stuff, Uh, some kind of news that's coming out today i have a few hat tips because people are giving us this uh, open source research i appreciate it there what there is coming soon a study from massachusetts that shows that in a study of students and teachers there was no difference in infection rates between three and six foot social distancing now i'd also like to see if there was a zero or one foot social distancing thing too because if the if infectiousness is a myth then you would expect the social distance not to matter at all i actually had to robert barnes on that we're talking to robert barnes who's a great civil rights attorney he represented wesley snipes i think he represented alex jones some of the covington wesley snipes yeah and alex jones he's he's the shizzle this guy and we're going to talk to him if i i posted on patreon but you could also find on my twitter uh reference to us interviewing him if people want to submit questions i mean i'm gonna have plenty for the hour but if somebody wants to come up with a real good one like i've always wanted to know he's your man so um hats up to him for that article but submit your questions to us maybe for that. you can tell us how wesley snipes never ages he's pretty cool that wesley snipes he's one of my faves uh, he's one of and my i love faves, demolition too. man we should ask robert if he likes Demolition Man, yeah. just totally tank the whole interview. <laughs> just be like, so was it cool Start to going Wesley, Wesley Snipes? Snipes movies, really. <laughs> just talking about Wesley Snipes the whole time. So, okay. Um, I also found, or uh, Stella posted on the press pool at thepropreport.com. She found a comment by somebody on a corporate report article that said that the Pfizer insert and maybe the AstraZeneca one, too, says that people on blood thinners should not get the vaccine. So I was trying to investigate that because I didn't know, uh, you know, I'd like to see the insert. There should be some way to just search for that. I don't have the insert with me. But uh, it says what. Uh, the only thing I could find was like a question and answer sheet regarding the Pfizer thing. And it said, what should you mention to your vaccination provider before you get the Pfizer 
BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. And some of the things they said was if you have allergies, if you have a fever, if you are on blood thinners, if you are immunocompromised, and if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. So that was just some of the things you should mention to your provider. And I would just ask the question, why? And it's interesting because most people don't know that they should mention that. It was hard for me to find that. And I could not find, I mean, I could have found the insert, I guess. I should have found the insert. Shouldn't they ask, they give you forms when you go to the doctor, they give you a checklist of things. Have you had this condition? Are you currently taking any of these? Do they not? I haven't gotten, gone to get the vaccine. I don't know. I would presume that they would do that. Well, I, I had raised the question about the blood thinners last week because it seems to me as this illness gets uh, it seems to reveal itself a little more clearly because it had just been this constant stream of changing stuff. But it more clearly seems just like Andy Kaufman said from the beginning, a blood disorder or blood disease. And that's when I started wondering about the blood thinners. And if uh, and and when you hear people who got the vaccine having strokes could be a coincidence. It could be. And the CDC is starting to report information about deaths within a certain amount of time after the vaccine. They're saying it is not necessarily causal, but they do have to report that stuff. But I, I've been wondering how they're going to handle these kind of vaccine injuries. And Dean sent us, or this is actually from Shannon, sent us an article that some countries are mandating travel insurance. So you have to have a kind of health insurance or coverage to get into a country in the COVID times. And I, and it included like burial costs and stuff. And I was wondering if then, once you say you have to get insurance, does the insurance company then require you to get a vaccine in order to get the insurance? So this is, again, that kind of back or fascism where it's not the government in league with the corporations, but it's the corporations imposing law on you. And I also want to know if those insurance policies will cover vaccine damage, especially if they encourage you or require you to get a vaccine that has not been approved by the FDA. None of these vaccines were approved by the FDA. They were authorized because we are in an emergency. But once herd immunity comes by and all that, are, is it st- still going to be considered an emergency? And therefore, that authorization trumps approval? There are a lot of unanswered questions about this. And the way the private companies are getting involved, it seems to me that these are all backdoor ways around liability and rights and all of that. And I, and I just it comes out every single day like this, a new thing. And it's a racket. All of these big corporations and these big industries are just profiting off of this. The rich are getting richer while the small businesses are getting destroyed. This is just another example of that. When you look at the numbers of how it is impacting the revenue streams of big pharma, I'm beginning to think that all the stuff about occultism and baby's blood and all that stuff is just a distraction from the fact that this is good old fashioned greed and fascism and Mm -hmm. all that other stuff is just to keep your eye off the ball that they are just enslaving us the great zero great reset is just a reset to zero anyway and then dean sent us the thing that said uh an article that said researchers did not find examples of high covid death rates in countries where less than 40 percent of the population were overweight that uh, un that across the board from the u.s to the uk age and then obesity were the two highest correlates or um, causal factors 
in high COVID death rates. And in the case of obesity, I did a little research and apparently whether it's the vaccine or actually being exposed to it, uh, the immune system of obese people produces on average roughly half the antibodies of a normal weight person. And to me, all of this points to terrain theory that it's your natural illness makes your natural health and well-being is what keeps you dealing with the organisms in this organic world. And if you are weak, I mean, I don't know what this COVID thing is, but this supports more of the, the underlying health issue. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. And what's sick about a lot of this is just last week, there was these images from a magazine going around on Twitter, an obese woman in like a workout outfit promoting it as it as though it were healthy and that's their the claim the claim is that this is not unhealthy and yes it is it is unhealthy but if you say something like that because they kind of separate this cultural war aspect of it from the covid thing you say you can't say anything about that because you're fat shaming it's not fat shaming it's this is not this is telling children that this is healthy is not a is not a cool thing to do. It's yeah, it's not healthy. There are things <clears throat> so I actually got this from Borat. <clears throat> excuse me, the first Borat where he talks to a coach on like how to be charming in America. And the guy, of course, thinks it's real. And Borat's making like incredibly inappropriate jokes. And the guy says, you can't joke. And it was an interesting distinction. He said, you can't joke about something that a person has no control over. You can't make fun of someone because of a handicap or anything like that. Like you just, you cannot. And it made me think, I was like, okay, they've, that's, that's why they say born that way. So if you're gay, you're born that way rather than it's a choice because that, uh, that will, disallow people from criticizing or discriminating. And I feel like that idea is it's going to become really important with the vaccination choice thing, because you're going to be made fun of, ostracized, discriminated against based on your choice as a vaxxer, but or an anti-vaxxer. But as like fat shaming and slut shaming, which are also choices now, But they are based on psychology and sociology, just like your vaccine choices and everything else. But they are really the but for causation is a choice that you've made. So I'll be interested to see how when they try to discriminate, when they bring down the vax apartheid, if they overtly say, well, you're making a bad choice. And that's why we can be discriminating against. Yeah. And they do. They polarize it where if you make any criticism or say anything about this not being healthy, if someone is overweight, they say you're fat shaming. That's not fat shaming. That's that's a concern. Well, and actually, if you when I got first time I got life insurance, they did charge you way more or even not insure you at all based on your smoking status, your parents lifespan, your weight. And if they're actually requiring those kind of if they're those 
those kind of things are really deterrents. So for me, I was like, oh, I can never, ever slip a cigarette because they'll find out because they test you. Yeah. And then it, it got me to be absolutely scrupulous about never, ever smoking a cigarette. And I feel like it can have really positive impacts because you are suffering the consequences of your choices in that your insurance costs more. But if they require a vaccination, that is not, you know, that, then I, I am. It is not. They are not going to be required to connect that with outcomes and i would think that they would not want to require the vaccine if they're responsible for the consequences of that but if the government's kind of twist the arms of the insurance companies hey we won't accept your insurance policies when we require insurance for visitors to our country unless it includes a vaccine mandate so i just feel like there's gonna be a lot of back behind the scenes stuff going on in many ways, but one way is travel and insurance. Let's change gears a little bit. And I want to, I want to just tell you one quick thing about the weather. There was this article in CNN that Mr. A sent me from just December, I think. I think you might have brought it. And then I followed up with one from 2017, which I'm certain I saw about how China is greatly expanding its weather control. It says yeah. uh, this was this was from 2017 and they're expanding it from here. It says uh, in China will be investing in four new aircraft, upgrading eight existing planes and launching 900 rocket systems that will allow them to sprinkle substances above the clouds that could induce rainmaking. They range from silver iodide to dry ice. Uh, it speeds up the condensation process, et cetera, et cetera, which is what chemtrails do and what they're, you know what I mean? You can see it speeding up the condensation process and creating clouds. It's in wiki and they call you crazy for thinking that that, that they're doing it on purpose. But it breaks my yeah. heart that in California they're doing it to impose drought, not allow rainfall. And that's really tragic. But I just wanted to call people's attention to the fact that that, those are chemtrails. They're admitting it because it's China, but that's definitely what's happening. Yeah, this idea that weather modification is just completely separated from the climate change conversation. It just blows my mind. They say, well, man-made climate change. Isn't weather modification man-made? And doesn't Absolutely. That, like, I totally believe in man-made climate change. And I found in a World Economic Forum book about the fourth industrial revolution, the second book they put out on the subject, that if you start with that spraying and you abruptly stop it, you are going to have crazy spikes in temperature. And that's exactly what happened this summer, that this past summer. And I predicted it because I read you that passage before it happened, because that's how that's what happens. It's very clear that's what they're doing. Well, before we get to the last big story of the Free 30, which is going to be about the official narrative on why white supremacists are infiltrating law enforcement and the military, I'm going to tell you what's going to be in the Patron 15. It's been seven years since the Malaysian Airlines flight MH370 supposedly disappeared. Monica is going to tell us exactly where it is and how I liked the new Coming to America 2 which is not very much. You'll hear about that in the Patreon 15. <laughs> and of course, a big thanks to today's sponsor of the show, which Monica is going to tell you about. Yes. So I told you guys about this last week. It's Etienne de la Boutique Squared, 
which is the famous French writer, the original, was the one about the consent of the governed. But very well Etienne, said, by the way. I have to compliment you on that. Oh, your, thank you very much. Yeah. And and he actually says it even better, as you can imagine. And we're going to hear that ourselves at the end of this month because we're going to interview him and put it in the DNB feed. So that's going to be fun. But what he wrote is this great book, and, and he does a lot of stuff that's on government-scam.com. I mean, really good stuff. And in this book, which also at the end includes like upcoming events, so he must update it regularly. You can also get a PDF of it. Lots of resources. You can um, push through the link. But it's a book designed. It's called Government, the Biggest Scam in History, How Intergenerational Organized Crime Runs the Government and the Media. I mean, it it really hits that sweet spot and it's meant for visual learners. So in my mind, it's really like a coffee table book. It's soft cover, but it's like that. And it for us, we're, we're probably know half the stuff in the book, but not all of it. And it's really designed in his own words to get people uh, red pilled like instantly zero to 60 in just a matter of uh, an hour or even less. I mean, literally, you could just leave it on the table and people will pick it up and say, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's very accessible. It's a really great book. And he just did an interview with James Corbett. Not I think I don't know if he's done it before, but it was it was at the top of the Corbett report last week. It's called How to Present Info for Visual Learners Solutions Watch, because there are a lot of solutions in there. And I know Etienne is big, I believe, in the Free State Project in New Hampshire. Anyway, I uh, I was complimented that he wanted to support our show and I, in turn, want to support his efforts. It's very much a win-win, which is what we like to do with our sponsors here. So uh, check that out, government-scam.com or at the Corbett Report, how to present info for visual learners, Solutions Watch. Awesome. It's a very cool idea. And while the DNB is free and it's always going to be free, we also offer many great subscription offers through Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and join, for example, the truth sponge level, you will get all of our patron exclusive content for just $7. And this includes the patron 15 where we continue the drive time news blast and we let our hair down a little bit. You get more than 45 minutes of commercial free content every weekday with that subscription as well. And in the patron 15, we get a little more personal. We tell a little more stories. We have a little more fun, a little bit of offbeat stuff with a mix of interesting news stories as well. And you can cancel at any time. So give it a try for a month and see for yourself. We also have early releases with the True Sponge, as well as select patron-only interviews and participation in our patron-only mini Q&As, which are always a lot of fun. We always get a lot of great questions there. And you'll have direct access to both Monica and I, as well as the entire patron community. But if you don't have time for more content right now, we do put out a lot of free content, so sometimes that is the case. Please consider a one-time donation through our donation button on the thepropreport.com. Now is the time to support our efforts. We have to incur the expenses of securing our content and getting ready for the next round of purges so we can carry on even when big tech kicks us off and we end up in the tunnels. Now on to the final story of the day, which is white supremacists are trying to join the ranks of law enforcement and U.S. military so they can, quote, terrorize minorities and initiate a collapse of society, the FBI San Antonio agency warns. 
what's going on here is there was a leaked document, apparently from the uh, San Antonio. All these leaked documents always having these these informations in there. That is a CIA tactic. That is in the manual, the OSS manual. Leaked well, we documents. saw that with the Podesta thing. We saw that every time. I mean, we were talking about that for a couple of years now already, that they, the mainstream media or the government cannot put anything out and have people believe it unless it feels like someone said it by accident or it was leaked or it was overheard. That's just, that's now, that that's the only quote source you can get is that we we meant to lie to you, but we couldn't. And this got out. Yeah. This story, to me, it doesn't make sense because with the current environment, why in the world would anyone go try and be part of an organization that will instantly make them a domestic terrorist target and subject them to having their rights violated on and offline? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and I think that this isn't at all about white supremacists infiltrating those organizations, the army or law enforcement. I think what it really is, is they and there is a theme that is going on where the Q thing was to take a digital oath and the oath was just to the Constitution. If I if my research yielded the correct information as far back as when it originated. Then they also are targeting something called the Oath Keepers. Again, it's people in government uniforms who swear an oath to the Constitution and mean to keep it no matter what. So I think that what they're doing here is there's no infiltration at all, but they're just going to say there is and they're going to identify the people who they cannot count on to follow orders when those orders are blatantly against constitutional law or even moral law, I think that's going to be a big problem for them. And they're also this idea that they're now starting to blame the right or Q or whatever it is that they're saying or white supremacists as collapsitarians, I think is how we would say it. That's what I was talking about earlier, where they the left is actually or whatever the the bankers, these Deficits, yeah, I guess it's left, but the right does it too, are collapsing. They are literally collapsing the backbone of our system from the economy to the money supply. And when it collapses, they may fold this narrative in there so that the left has someone to blame while the right is blaming them. That's a great point. That's exactly what they're going to do. And this playbook is so interesting, too. Years ago, Back in 2017, I think, maybe 2018, I brought some stuff about Antifa from Antifa's website and their resources and what their mission and goals are. And this idea that the police and the military are just purely systemic white supremacist organizations is kind of at the heart of a lot of their resources that they have and their mission. And you also hear a lot of this stuff coming from Black Lives Matter all the time. It's like the these reports, these leaked documents are manifesting this reality that Antifa has held as a as an activating feature of their entire group, as well as Black Lives Matter. And now they're just making it real. All police are terrorists. All military are terrorists. Oh, I mean, who's, yeah. Who, that's who's going to join? Yeah. Like, all cops are bad. Yeah. Who's going to join these organizations? These organizations, if they're huh. branded then in the they public. Make them bad. And, and that went to what one of our patrons said last week, that if you take out anything that isn't like violent and hairy from the cops book, of duties and give it all to social workers, the cops are always coming in locked and loaded. They're, well, they probably are anyway, but they're always coming in like SWAT ready instead of 
have the time it's just a whatever and talk people down like they're going to be trained very specifically that every situation is violent situation which is going in the wrong direction as far yeah, as i'm concerned it is yeah and on an international level as well it makes you wonder well that racist american military what are we going to do bring the un in i don't know this is it's dangerous where it's going i don't know that i believe the story all right so you i've got, got a few shout outs oh. Which I would like to shout out to uh, our new patron, Don, and a couple of top, uh, f- well, four top patrons from the, from our, who've been with us since the early days and have supported us heftily. Carl, Joe, everybody knows Joe, Michael, and Patrick, thank you so much. And then Ashley has a shout out. It, Ashley's also a longtime patron saint, and she says, my shout out is to my fiance." best friend and love of my life, Matt. I never would have imagined a better life partner for myself in a million years. Mm-hmm. I would say to my fellow prop listeners, find your find you a friend or lover who will patiently listen to your conspiracy theories late <laughs> into the night as mine is the reason I'm still sane in 2021. So I'm guessing that either Matt gets it all straight from Ashley or Matt is a big fan too. Maybe they... They dish about some of the stuff they found out on the propaganda. I'm going to make it a shout out to us, even if it's not. But uh, that's great. Shout out to Ashley and Matt. Congratulations. Hope you have a lovely wedding. I hope you have a mask free wedding, maybe outside under a clear blue sky. That would be wonderful. Congratulations. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that I was telling you about, go to Propaganda Report. Excuse me. Go to patreon.com slash propaganda report or you can go to rockfin.com slash propaganda report as well. We will talk to you guys tomorrow or in the Patreon 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.